Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stucky. I have in the building today a friend of mine that I've known since high school, so it's been what, like, over 10 years now, Mr. Samson Odusanya. Samson's a fitness and wellness expert as well as an entrepreneur. I understand you don't like labels. Yes, I don't. Okay. Can you I, expand on that a little bit? Uh, um, career labels, like title labels. You don't like that. So here's here's why I don't like labels. And again, um, I could be very biased about this. And uh, first and foremost, how are you, bro? Really good. How you been? Get Can't to complain. See, get good. to see you doing the stuff like this, Thank man. You. This is, is really cool. Um. Uh, but as far as labels, um, honestly, because I feel like labels, in a sense, uh, it limits people's capacity. So um, it's kind of like with labels, it almost has it, it limits someone to their totality, I feel. So um, I feel like I'm more than a fitness expert. Okay. I'm more than a wellness expert and more than an entrepreneur. I feel like that's just the stage I'm expressing this at this moment in my life. Well, OK. What other avenues would you consider exploring or do you think that you would excel in as well? Uh, I mean, so personally, uh, growing up, uh, not really uh, having a strong foundation, um, not really believing in myself. I dabbled a lot in everything. Okay. So um, I was uh, I was very good at starting many things and not finishing. So you would call me the jack of all trades. Like a lot master, of us. Yeah, yeah, the master of none. So um, honestly, in the creative re- respect, uh, a lot of design, photography, if I wanted to, that stuff is just a hobby for me. Um, if I wanted to go more the athletic route, I can do that. Uh, it, yeah, I just find myself in a lot of different things. But you modeled for a while. You were acting for a while. Yes, you did yes. a kettle one commercial. Yes, I modeled <laughs> for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting story about that. I did that because other people said you should be a model. Right, and uh, it wasn't my decision. And um, so I was actually signed to an agency out here in Philadelphia, which is an extension of Wilhelmina, um, and. Uh, this is how I knew it wasn't for me. I did um, I did a gig for HIV awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gig paid me thirty five thousand dollars. Okay, and I remember being on set and not feeling anything. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was like okay, cool. The trailer was there. They fed you. They took care of you. Makeup, everything. Um, I happened to be also the the lead of that that gig, and it was just like. This is not it. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, th- I wasn't doing this for me. So it, it's funny you say that because I always start this show off with a personal story of how I know the person, if I do know the person personally. And I was going to talk about when I first met you, which was, we had, it was like a retreat, like an overnight retreat or maybe like a weekend retreat or something like that, that we had in Valley Forge. Oh, yeah. the future business leaders. Yes. Oh, wow. It was the very first time that we met each other. And what you were doing was, it's, it's very ironic because what you were doing, you were doing pull-ups on the door. And I remember looking like, this guy's an idiot. Like, why are you doing pull-ups on the door? Like, <laughs> stop. For real? You were doing pull-ups I on the door. I was doing pull-ups yeah. on the door? Yeah. Very childish. Holy crap. <laughs> well, yeah. that may, be, not, may have been my, I would say, premonition into why I'm in this today. There you go. But hmm. now, since you just brought up this campaign, which I, I don't know why that wasn't my personal story to begin with. I remember I was taking the bus at the time. So this was, I don't know, it was years ago. And I remember driving or having the bus drive me past uh, a, a stop. And I remember seeing this ad <laughs> for like, it was like, did you get tested or something right. like that? 
And I remember saying, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember saying that, and I'm like, it's weird because like, it's a health and health and a, uh, health awareness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when people see it, especially at this time, I'm probably 18, 19, I'm like, this is weird, this is odd or whatever. Right. But one <clears> thing that I've always liked about you is that you always have been super positive and you see the bigger picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, another thing about you is that when I first met you and throughout life, like I only called you Albert. Yeah. I thought that was that's your name. We, your your nickname yeah. is O because that's your last name. But yeah. like your your name is Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Instagram it says like Samson. I'm like ah, I don't I, I I'm not sure what this boy is doing out in L. A. But that's yeah, not his yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that about? So <clears throat> that's interesting. You asked me that. Um, so uh, coming from a Nigerian background, so I was born in London. Um, and uh, about a year and a half, and this is the parents that my this is the story that my parents told me. By okay, the way, so. You know, parents sometimes they over exaggerate. Yeah, they like to embellish. Right, very, very much so. Um, they, my parents told me that. So my mom, she said, uh, a year and a half. You know, they would call me Samson, and you know, it, you know, it make me overreact in an aggressive way, whatever that meant. And there was one moment where I held like a crystal glass, mm -hmm. and a year and a half, and you know, I just looked at it. And I squeezed it and it cracked and I didn't bleed. I didn't cut myself. And, you know, those of us who are Nigerian, they 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 take that in a whole different direction, okay. mean, making it mean more than anything. So they uh, essentially stopped calling me Samson and called me my middle name, which is Albert. And uh, oh, so Samson was your like it was, given it was name? my actual given name. OK, it was my actual given name on my birth certificate. And um, what was interesting about that was for. I'm 30 now for 26 years of my life I was mm -hmm. called Albert and um, I think the biggest part about that when I decided to claim my name back um, I actually went to like a personal growth seminar and wow. it was you know and it's funny like not to sound cliche but I didn't feel myself and there was a moment where I was like you know something I want to claim my name back and what was interesting was I kind of see that as um, as a way to own my real self as opposed to kind of like and disassociating with what with with who people knew me as which is albert uh so yeah i'm, I'm samson now it's been interesting because people some people still actually call me al and i don't even i used to get pissed at it because i'm like i'm samson now like I, I took it too serious uh but you know like i kind of understand like okay i am who i am and it's just the name at the end of the day that's amazing that you said that because like for me like i I feel like I always come up with like nicknames. I call myself like Dex Star, Dex the One, or whatever, mm -hmm. and people gravitate to it. People call me Dex the One. People call me Dex Star. Still mm -hmm. to this day, people do that. Mm -hmm. But then when it came to you doing this, this is like your name, your actual name, and people yeah. will not let that go. I've never. Wow. Yeah. I've actually never seen the other side of that. So that's that's funny. It could be their attachment to mm -hmm. how they how they perceive. Cool. After high school, yes. everyone like kind of went and did their own separate things. Yeah, yeah. And you were here for a little bit in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. but while most of us were like in college and stuff like that, like that's when you moved to LA. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> that when coming back like home and everything, people wear that mindset. Well, this is still who you you still right. that same person from high school. Right, right, right. But right. you're not like you said. This is. You moved when you were in your 20s. Right. And now you're 30. Right. So, like, that's 10 years or so of growth that a person has that man, people are not allowing you man, to have. Man. How right. has that transition been for you? <clears throat> so, um, so moving to California, I've always felt like I had unfinished. We spoke about this. Mm -hmm. We'd always talk about yeah. California. You remember? Yes. And um, so, uh, so I modeled. 
Um, I also bartend and DJ on the weekend. And I just, so in that life, I just always thought there was a part of me that I just, and this is again, so when I speak, I never want to speak against someone's decision or someone's culture or someone's choice or someone's way of life. Okay. I always speak from my perspective in respect and understanding that everyone is just doing the best that they can. Um, so when I would bartend, I would DJ um, and <clears throat> model just in that lifestyle. I would always, again, see things from a bigger perspective. And it got interesting because I remember one day I was bartending and then I was bartending and I was serving drinks. Um, and again, nothing against people who drink. I still drink wine here and there. Um, but I remember, like, I swear I was bartending. I'm looking from the bar and I'm like, yo, people are like legit escaping, like, their reality. They're escaping their life, like, yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. And there was a point where I didn't want to contribute to that. So I remember going into this phase, I think for a year or two, where I was just really looking for, like, all right, what am I here to do? Mm -hmm. You know, here as in LA or like no, here other? just in in life. Period. Okay. In Philly, um, as uh, being young, I've always wanted to just be around. I never want to feel trapped. Um, and um, as far as California, like I mentioned, I always felt like there was unfinished business there, but I never actually saw how I was going to go there. So, um, cut a long story short, I ended up in the um, wellness industry, um, helping people with wellness. And it so happens to be that my team and, you know, my mentors were in California. So I would always frequently go there. I think in one year I went for like five or six times. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when it like clicked. And I was like, wow, there's an opportunity for me to move back. But when I made that decision to go, it was the toughest thing ever. Really? Yeah, it was tough. I'm a very family-oriented person. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, um, we, we, I was in a situation where we got separated from my, from my mom so I haven't seen my mother for, it's been, what is it, 2019? It's going on, it's actually going on almost 15 years. Like right now? Right now. She's in Nigeria right now. And uh, <clears throat> so I immediately stepped up. So my stepfather, I mean, man the house, he's working his butt off 16 hours a day, six days a week, doing whatever he needs to do. And I had to step up and be that essentially big brother, mom, and also dad. So it was a tough decision to decide and to. You were about fifteen. I yeah. yeah. This this was eleventh grade when she got when she was. Which yeah. is when we met. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot was going on that people didn't know. Um, so uh, that's why right after high school I had to go work. Uh, but when it came time to move, I was of course like. I don't want to call it attachment, but I felt like this, okay, like if you don't take a chance on your life now, you're never going to get the opportunity. So I was battling between, okay, is it selfish to actually, you know, do this for me? Is it selfish to leave them? Am I abandoning them? And it came to a point where a mentor of mine shared, she was like, look, if you're looking to help them, you're going to have to separate and get your ish together in yeah. order to fully help where and they're at. When yeah. you say them, it, you have younger siblings. I have younger siblings. So I have two sisters. Um, I, she, uh, one is 23, about to be 23. One just turned 21, and I have a younger brother who's 16. So they were 16. babies at this time. They were babies. Yeah. Mom, you know, my mom separated from us. She, My brother was two. 
Uh, yeah, it was nuts. My little sister, I think, was eight or nine, and the older one was so two years apart, about like eleven. Wow. So like it completely rocked our household. For, I can see that. I mean, yeah. Wow, yeah, I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you still able to have a relationship with your mom now? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I talked to her yesterday. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was we're a still worried. We're, no, 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 we're, still, we're still in contact. We're okay. still in contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something you said earlier, like, uh, kind of shocked me a little bit. You said that you didn't have a lot of confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. which is, like, super shocking to me because, like, so we were in high school. Samson was, he was on the football team. He was number 82, right? Is that right? Number 82. My memory is amazing. <laughs> I give that to you. Uh, he modeled. He was, He played drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in PGC, which is peer, peer Group Connection, which is, like, a group of hand-selected seniors that did different things in the school. I was a part of that, too. Um, he, like... You saying that you didn't have confidence in yourself is really shocking to me. Yeah. But growing up and seeing how I am with myself and stuff like that, yeah. like I, I get that. I see that. Yeah. How did you gain that confidence? Because now <clears throat> I think you're probably one of the most confident people that I know. And I love it. Like I like to see it. So what's interesting about what you just said was it's almost like what you what – you, so the void that was there, I looked – and being young, you don't know all this stuff. I'm like connecting the dots looking back. So – the void that was there was the attention and the love that I didn't get as a kid. So my dad left when I was three. So like a lot of those things like, you know, PGC and football and all the other stuff were just masks. They were just covers to try to fill the void that I just was truly missing, which was just love for myself. Yeah. So and, and a lot of those things, yeah, I was having fun. I had a blast. But deep down inside, it was like, OK, like, do y'all like me now? <laughs> do y'all like me now? Yeah. Am, I, am I good enough? Um, but. I mean, from that moment forward, and, you know, there's this saying that says whatever, you know, kind of whatever you resist persists. And it's just like it kept haunting me. So kept haunting me through relationships, kept haunting me through like a lot of things that I would be part of, um, even some of my friendships. And uh, it came to a point where enough is enough. And I got sick and tired of kind of almost feeling below. And I would always attract people in my life, situations in my life that would like, like treat me like. Can I curse on here? Yeah, you're good. Like shit. Okay. Like, you know, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And I'm asking, but I didn't know what type of like no, you're podcast good, you're good. you had. Okay. And honestly, like, and and I would be a victim to that until like I was like, all right, I'm tired of feeling like this. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. So it took a lot of growth. It's a lot of work. It's practice. Um, but I'm it's still a working progress. I'm not fully there yet, but I think um I'm close to being as confident as I'm going to be ever since I had my daughter. Okay. August 2018? Yeah. So, like, how was that transition in your life? Like, what <clears throat> what changed when she was born? So, when she was born, and again, I mean, parents who are listening, you probably understand that it's it's now it's this matters, this energy of uh, got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You got to feed her. You got to take care of her. Uh, but even from a bigger perspective, it was like, okay, Sam, you got to get your shit together because it's not just so much about feeding her, changing her, taking care of her. It's about what you're going to leave behind for her. Wow. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I've always, and I'm I'm grateful to be surrounded by, by men, and you know people who played the 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 fatherly role in you know whatever respect that can be, um, because what I'm learning is, especially as a man, it's like women. And my, I, I get that my daughter is going to grow up and I get that she's going to make her own decisions, but I don't want to be the reason where, why she decides to go search for love somewhere else because she didn't get it from her dad. Yeah. 
You know, she they're going to get it from the mom naturally, but the dad. I always say that. Huh? I always say that, like, generally in yeah, situations, right, right. like, the mom is, like, I mean, when people aren't married right. or whatever right. and, like, they're just, they get pregnant, the woman always keeps the baby. Right. And the guy, like, he comes around. Right. Versus, like, the guy keeping the baby. Right, and, like, right, yeah, right, right. So. And don't even get me started on how, like, the structure and the how that's set up. But um, I'm very clear that, you know, uh, <clears throat> like, the connection matters. And for me, it's like, okay. Like what you're doing now, even this podcast, one day my daughter's gonna listen to it. You know, so it's, it's so. value, it's, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you're up to something big, Dexter. Um, and, and despite of what's happening, I just feel like this is a platform where people really get to share the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her, I, feel, I'm, I look, and I, I did, um, I was part of, a, I'm part of a mastermind, and I would say we did, we did something where we talked about legacy for a thousand years. What do you, when you say a mastermind? So I'm, I'm in an entrepreneurial mastermind. Like this is with top leaders around the world, especially in my industry. And we, we just talk about ideas and how we can move our businesses forward. And there was this, this call that we did and <clears throat> the, the, the question came up, okay, what, what, what would your legacy be a thousand years from now? Mm-hmm. And I, I posted about it on Instagram and I remember getting super emotional because I was like, damn, like I'm good for five, 10, 20, but have I even considered like 50 or 100, talk less of a 1,000? Yeah. And it showed me how limited and how closed off I was to even dreaming bigger than, than, than I was used to. So for anyone listening to this, man, get around people who expand your vision. Get around people who force you to kind of see bigger than what you see. Get around people who like make you kind of like laugh at what you feel is a dream uh, because I, I personally believe that we can – Again, not to sound cliche, achieve what we definitely put our minds to, but a thousand years. And a lot of that, um, it and I remember my daughter was right there and I was looking at her, I was like, yo, like you are you are starting the mm-hmm. genera like you are kicking off yep. my legacy. And if I'm not if I'm not present to the decisions that I'm making, even this very call, like it was very intentional. I said and not because not just because I love you, Dexter, but it's because it's like, okay, this is part of something that I'm leaving behind. Um, that's, that's why I feel like I, I, I got to do what I need to do and what shifted me, um, now as a, as a father. See, when, when I pick people to be on the show, I'm always just like, I want to pick people who I, I genuinely feel like make sense to do it. Not just cause I know the person yeah. and like, I've always felt there's like a connection with you that like, I appreciate you that. just, you just know like the right things to do and, and what, the right things to say, even if it doesn't make sense at that moment, yeah. like long term, it does make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And with you in the wellness industry, like a lot of people seem to do it. A lot yeah. of people pop up on Facebook and they're yeah, yeah. like, oh, I'm selling Herbalife or right, right, oh, right, right, I right. have training sessions. Right, right. Like, I don't see that with you though. Like when I see you doing it, it's like a commitment to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not yeah. just a commitment to going to the gym or yeah, eating yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. A commitment to just like you in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What separates you from <laughs> everybody else in your opinion? Um. So first and foremost, um, I feel... Again, like I'm not spe- I'm not any more special than you, Dexter, and vice versa, and everyone listening to this. And at the same time, I am special. You know, it's kind of like the 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 yin and yang. I mean, uh, unless we're talking about like lifting weights. Well, you're way more special than I am. Okay, yeah, I'll, we can say that. that. We could say that. <laughs> we could say that. And again, my lifting weights is I feel is something else for you. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. You know. Um, but when it comes to that, I feel everybody gets to create their own lane and separate themselves. Um, I honestly feel that everybody has like a special touch, a magic touch. 
a special gift for me. Um, again, I was not always like this. So if you spoke to me five years ago, five and a half years ago, when I first started this journey, I egotistical, selfish from a very like, like mindset, but I think it just takes growth and time. So when people make it decisions, um, when I made a decision, it was from a different place, you know? And I feel when people make decisions about certain things, it's, you gotta honestly, I uh, just look at the place that they're making a the decision from. For me, circumstances are different. And I always ask myself this question, especially when it comes to this, if I'm gonna do this, can I keep doing this two, three, four, five, ten 10 years from now? And the answer has always been, it's always come back to like, what is sustainable? Um, and when I do things, um, I'm in a place right now where, so I was very ashamed. I was very, I, I was very like, I had a lot of um, disconnection around my voice and my power and like what I stood in. And like when I began to own it, I understood that it doesn't have to be separate from what I'm doing. I get to like add it. Mm -hmm. So um, in regards to your question, anybody else that is in this in this field, I just feel you get to add your own magic to it. And it's not going to look like mine. You know, um, I think where there's a disconnection or there, you know, there can be maybe, um, you know, a, a barrier is when we're trying to be something else. And I did a lot of that during this Oh my gosh! Journey? Yeah, 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 yeah! I did a lot of that. A lot of trying to be like other people. Uh, a lot of it. I mean, and I think it's I think it's natural. Have Have you compared yourself to somebody before? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I think it. When, when <laughs> I was trying to get into shape, I would compare myself to you, and I'm like, "This is this is not working for me." And right. I, and I have realized though that when you do that, because in life, I, I'm like the the number one proponent. My number one proponent is don't compare yourself to anybody else, right? Because you are. You're just not them right. for whatever reason. Right. And not that you're better or worse. Right, you're just right. not this person. Right, right, right. And, like, <clears throat> when it comes to certain things, I would always do that. Like, compare myself to mm -hmm. people who I feel like are good at it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if this person's good at it, like, I know I can be good at it. Mm -hmm. like, and it, it's got me into a lot of trouble, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally, in school, would know that I would excel at something because mm -hmm. a person who I thought I was smarter than mm -hmm. was excelling at it. Right. And it's just like... <clears throat> it's 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 a terrible mindset it's right a, here's the thing but the thing about that is i mean I, I think you get to give yourself a lot of grace around it because like we don't even know it, that we're doing it sometimes i mean now if you're aware of it of course and you choose to to still do it then that's that's your prerogative but back then we had no idea for sure um but now i mean when i would do it it was from a place of like not being connected to like who i was um and um uh, you know, there's this saying that says comparison to the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it couldn't be any more true. It robs you of everything. Yeah, because uh, you can't be happy for yourself if, you, if, no. you're not, if you don't have what the next person has. Heck no. Yeah. And what I recently um, know, uh, learned and realized, so by the way, I'm always learning and, and, and growing, guys, and um, is that when we do that, especially in the world of social media, they're only showing us half of the picture. Absolutely. And even when you were doing it for me, like I only showed you half the photo and half of the picture and guys like you listen to me right now, this is only half of the equation. I'm going to be real and raw. It's not always easy. Some days I don't want to get up. Some days I don't want to do it. Some days I'm inconsistent. Some days I start and, 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 um, and I don't finish some days. I'm like, some days, like when I work with my clients, I don't give a hundred percent. It's not always perfect. And I think that just validates our humanity. Um, but I learned that, if I'm comparing myself to half half the photo, I'm not even giving myself a chance. Yeah. And the idea, like when I do that is, when we compare ourselves to half of the picture, you're completely missing the other half. 
Like, let's say you you look up to somebody at the expense of at the expense of putting you down. Um, it's such a disservice because the person you're looking up to, if you actually were able to like take a look into their life, and you see that holy crap, okay, this person's either sacrificing, doing the work, or pump faking it. Mm-hmm. It like all that energy disappears because you're like, wait a minute, they're human, just like just like just like me. So what I always share is be inspired by somebody but don't like put them on a pedestal or don't even put anybody in a pit yeah you know it's kind of like you want to be in that middle ground you know yeah oh i like that yeah a question i always ask people on the show and i'm really interested to see what you would say about this is what's next Mm. very good question so i would of course be the first to tell you exactly what's next and yes i want to be able to grow you know the business which you're working on i want to be able to be a better man better father uh but um honestly um i want to be able to expand more of who i am so i can serve people better okay i think i think and again is it's not there's no limits to that <clears throat> so i consider this part of the package that i offer when it comes to health and wellness too um, because, um, and taking it back to when you decide to get healthy, like, I'm like, okay, even though I'm not in control of how you think or how you feel or decisions you make, I want to be able to create enough leverage to where, you know, you have the tools that you need in order to move into something powerfully from your space and not doing it. Cause Samson told you to do it. Right. Or Cause this Instagram star told you to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how can Dexter be empowered enough to make his own decision and again, if he falls, not make himself wrong for him and get right back up. So what's next is just being able to communicate that message better, communicate, uh, being able to wake up people to their power, um, definitely grow this empire that we're working on. Um, and uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there are levels in my company that I want to hit, you know, if you want to go that route, but yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious <clears throat> more about your company. So like people listening, like, my goal of this show is to yeah. get people inspired to to look into different avenues, different okay. industries, different fields. Yeah, yeah. What would you say to a person who is interested in the health and wellness field? Okay. So for those of you who know the company that I'm part of, I'm, I, I'm partnered with Herbalife Nutrition International. Um, been out for 38 years in over 90 plus countries. Um, a $7.7 billion company, but it started literally from the foundation of somebody who lost their mom to a very unhealthy way of trying to lose weight. So he committed his life to um, wanting to better the nutritional habits of the world. Um, And it's in the space of network marketing. And for those who don't understand network marketing, there's a lot of bad rap about it. Um, And again, I feel like in just any field, um, again, when when it gets in the wrong hands, people will continue to make those wrong decisions. But um, network marketing is actually one of the biggest industries in the world. Um, It's actually a... 180 to 200 billion dollar industry it with all the sports and everything combined it surpasses that and i think what it does is it teaches people how to gain leverage um with being able to offer a product a ser- product or service um that is serving people and how i have to be, be clear with that if there's no product or service then you it's probably not legit uh so there's a product or service that's offered to people and then what happens, I, I believe the best form of, um, you know, advertisement or marketing is, you know, word of mouth mm-hmm. or, you know, or just now social media. Um, and we do that, but you get to be able to leverage this the product through people 
and then be able to build a business part-time or full-time to where you can either, you know, do it, you know, have time freedom and or, you know, earn extra income or just be healthy. But um, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Wow. You know, you're the first person to ever explain it. Explain it. Like a lot yeah. of people, they jump in, they, they say it. And this is, again, another reason why I really wanted to discuss this because so many people, they promote personal training. They promote yeah. like drinks or shakes yeah, 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 or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah, that yeah. they're promoting, but they don't really explain to you what it is. The only thing it is, they'll give you a before and after picture. Yeah. I lost weight or this person lost yeah, yeah, weight. Yeah. We want you to, to just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as people who are already in the industry. Yeah. What advice would you give them to to move themselves up to the next level? <clears throat> good, good question. Um, and this is also to me too, because it's always a reminder. Is um, the first thing is like kind of put like how would you treat yourself if you were the customer? Hmm. I always say that. And for me, it's like in nowadays people people are up on game. It's not no more the because social media is giving people the space to where they want to see what's going on. Right. You know. Um, so I would always say is like really like, you know, help people get what they want. You know, if they want results, like really get to. And, I, I you know, some of our mentors say everybody has a dream. Everybody has a pain point. OK. Everybody has a dream. Like and the dream is is, is stemmed from the pain point. Help them alleviate that pain point. I mean, entrepreneur entrepreneurship is just problem solving. OK. That's what it is. If you're an entrepreneur and you're you're and entrepreneurs who are doing really well are just good at solving problems. So I like how, that. Help people solve their problems. Um, and, you know, it's it's bigger than the before and after. It's mm -hmm. like, OK, what else can you offer? Like, how can I actually create my own before and after? Why? So for me and again, it doesn't have to be a complicated process, but, you know, like I do I do talk with, uh, you know, a lot of people and, and it's. Not everybody says yes. A lot of people say no. Okay. But through that, what I'm doing is I'm planting seeds and I'm I'm letting them know that like, hey, I do care. That's not always the case. Again, people take take things personal. But I get to possibly like why they would wanna like if somebody's interested in losing weight or getting results, like why? Mm -hmm. Like not and again, whatever reason is great, but I'm also thinking about three, six, nine months from now. Like, are you gonna keep going? Are you gonna quit? Is was this for and I'm not just in it for a sale. Okay. You know, I think that's the next. I think that's the next piece of advice. Don't just be in it for a sale. Jim Rohn, who's a, a big, I mean, he was Tony Robbins. Jim Rohn is a business philosopher, but personal development guru who's passed. Um, but he says, you know, the pennies in the sale, but the fortune is in the follow up. I like that. The pennies in the sale. So the penny, the penny, the very small cost is yeah. in the upfront transaction. But where you really, and this is not just about the money, so you guys understand that. Um, but where you really like get paid long term is how you're able to take care of the person long term. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And I sucked at that in the beginning. I, how so? I sucked. I mean, <laughs> beginning stages, my my skill set wasn't as developed. Um, I was it was more superficial. I was worried about recognition. Again, remember, you know, doing uh, the coalition group and, you know, fashion shows and jazz band and football it was all from the void. So high school really messed us up. Like we really felt like we were on pedestals Man, after high school. But every it happens. <laughs> it happens. I think it all comes from the the. I don't want to say broken homes, but you can say that. So I came with that void. But high school, they teach you what they teach you in high school, and I carry that void into yeah. this. So a lot of it was superficial, it was for recognition, which is it's not it's not bad, but it's like can it keep you going? Yeah. 
And um, yeah, so I had to switch up real quick. And I understood that it was really taking care of your people. How did you learn that lesson? Like where it's like, I'm in it for the wrong reasons. I got to switch it up. Uh, so again, um, <clears throat> I don't believe anybody. And this is just my perspective and opinion. There's some people that claim that they're self-made. Great. And that's what they believe. You believe that. Awesome. And um, I don't believe anybody's self-made. For, even just the fact of needing parents to be here, like you're not self-made. Mm. Um, I don't think anybody is self-made. Um, and it takes a village to raise a child. I know we've heard that before, but it's my community. Um, it's my community of like-minded people that's growth-oriented. It's, I mean, it's a standard. It's part of our day-to-day actions. It's part of it's part of it's part of our foundation. Like, yes, uh, get better. Yes, get results. Yes, help people get results. Yes, help people build a business. But at the same time, like you know, uh, <laughs> like the things will change when we change. You know, um, the only thing, the only way things get better get better is if we get better. Work harder on yourself than you do your job. Mm-hmm. Like this is all this is all stuff that I've learned from my environment. So, yeah, it's the environment. That's very well said. Yeah. Um, I usually end this show with asking people. So for me, I feel like life is like a puzzle. Mm. You know what I mean? And we're all here together. We're putting different pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I like to end the show usually with asking guests, like if you had like a piece of the puzzle that mm. you were going to stick on the industry friend mm-hmm. like wall of puzzles, what would your piece of advice be to people who want to follow in your footsteps, to people who are listening to you? Mm. Just whatever. <clears throat> So is it one sentence or it could be just whatever you want. Okay. First and foremost is failure is part of the game. Um, and I, 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 what I'm also learning is I think the, the negative relationship we have with failure, uh, it's almost like you got to find a pleasure with failing mm-hmm. because, uh, failure, you will learn like failure actually brings back the biggest returns because it helps you get better. It helps you, you know, course correct certain things. So don't be afraid to fail, fail early. Um, It's okay to make mistakes, but also at the same time, understand that whatever you're looking for, um, you already have and do not sell yourself short of what you're truly worth. So um, yeah, it always comes back to us. It always comes back to valuing who we are. And the last thing I would say is understand that you know, I feel gratitude balances everything. Mm-hmm. So if you get too deep in the game or, you know, where you, you feel like, okay, you're getting ahead of yourself or nothing, just always come back. Gratitude has changed my life. Always come back to gratitude. I feel gratitude keeps us centered. Gratitude also keeps us really present to the ish that we got going on. Like, like there's some people right now, I mean, I'm speaking into a microphone in the studio, you know, some like I have, I know somebody that's doing a podcast from headphones in a, in a, yeah. you know what I mean? And not to use that example, but it's just the example of one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I, I think when we really cherish what we have, when we're grateful for what we have, when we come back to that, I mean, like the door, doors open, you know? So that's, that's what I would leave. Thank you. Sure. Thank you again for coming on to the show Absolutely, today. It really bro. does mean a lot. Um, where can people find you? Um, I'm mainly a lot on Instagram right now. I'm working on the back end to like, of course, my website and stuff. So on Instagram is Samson's S A M S O N S underscore strength. So Samson's underscore strength. Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Industry Friends. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry Friends. Industry Friends. Industry Friends.